0: You're listening to The Legal Skinny Podcast with Trisha Barita. I'm a 16-year licensed practicing attorney in the state of Texas. I created Legal Skinny because when I've been invited to do educational seminars on different subjects in employment law and leadership topics, company leaders like CEOs, managers, and HR professionals would often ask me where can they find a little more information on this and a little more information on that. Look, I get it. There's a lot of resources out there. But sometimes it's confusing and people are so busy. Sometimes people only have 30 or 15 or maybe even five minutes in their day to devote to learning something new. On this podcast, you'll hear me have discussions and interviews on topics relevant to company leaders. Disclaimer though, Legal Skinny is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, Laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Legal Skinny Podcast. As we enter the holiday season, you may be thinking of other things than legal matters. But for us lawyers, well, the law doesn't take a break even with a festive, joyful holiday season in full swing. So I thought I'd talk about one of the most famous employers on the planet, Santa. I mean, maybe you haven't thought about this, but as an international employer, he's got a lot of exposure from the employment law standpoint. So just chatting U.S. laws, let's talk the potential of Santa's employee troubles. Let's do the obvious one first, or at least obvious to me, Um, child labor. Are these elves the right age to work the hours Santa's got them working? Child labor laws at the United States federal level, well, there's a lot of rules around it. It's it's very limited and um, certainly limited for children under 14 years of age in non-agricultural occupations. Um, that are covered by the Fair Labor Standards Act or the FLSA. Permissible employment for such children is limited to work that is exempt under the FLSA, such as delivering newspapers to the consumer or acting. Children can also perform work not covered by the FLSA, such as competing, um, completing minor chores around private homes <laughs> or casual babysitting, Uh, which I did quite a a bit of the casual babysitting when when I was younger. None of that includes building toys, data entry on naughty and good children, or making candy canes in a factory warehouse. You may be thinking, well, he lives in the North Pole, so who cares? Wait just a minute there. Even if the base of the operations is in the North Pole, you know, Um, And the North Pole somehow doesn't have the same or, or, you know, even higher protections for child labor as the United States of America. What about all our Elf on the Shelf friends in American homes who right now at this moment are subject to grueling hours? I mean, seriously, possibly very incredibly demeaning tasks. I mean, just scroll, you know, scroll the Internet, Google Elf on the Shelf ideas to see what I mean. And, and they're appearing all day and all night, presumably for 24 days straight in the month of December. I mean, if they are under 14 uh, years of age, these children age elves, potentially, you know, there's no waiver that's going to fix this one. And if they're not kiddo elves, then Santa better be paying that overtime. You know what I'm saying? There's no way Elf on the Shelf is an exempt position. I've already done that analysis. Let's move on, though. On the other hand, right, in this sort of elf on the shelf or elves situation, and partly due, you know, to my lack of full knowledge of age ranges of elves, there's also the whole issue of possibly older elves being treated differently by the younger elves. Because, you know, the Age Discrimination and Employment Act, ADEA, forbids age discrimination against people who are age 40 or older. Now, you may be thinking, Trisha, they're elves, okay? And elves are probably really old. And in fact, they're probably super old. So how is this even an issue if they're all old? Well, remember under the ADA, a 45-year-old theoretically could be considered discriminating against, could be discriminated against by a 42-year-old because it's not all those 40 age individuals over under 40 you can still have that discrimination exist, even if they're both over the age of 40. So for instance, say a lot of the elves are very old, okay, in theory, like hundreds of years old. Because age discrimination can happen between individuals that are both over the age of 40, so in, you know, um, in Santa's position, if he has a, a, an elf that's 300 years old in a management position and is not giving a promotion to the 350 year old elf, well, if there's not a good explanation there, um, there is potential for age discrimination claims under the ADEA. Um, and I think he should be worried about it. If I were Santa, I'd definitely be thinking that one through. Now, another one that really concerns me when it, come, when it comes to Santa is, you know, the issue of trespassing and privacy rights. Santa and his elves on the shelf have a problem here. I mean, using employees or contractors to violate the boundaries of privacy to determine who's naughty or nice seems a bit fishy to me. And let's just say, well, if he has to continue to dole some of these elves out to enter homes under his elf on the shelf theory to get this information, I would advise Santa to immediately consider having the elf bring a waiver for all residents of the house to sign, waiving privacy concerns and potential potential fraudulent misrepresentation or even breach of contract claims. So it's a little bit of free advice there, Santa, if you're listening. I really do have some serious concerns on breach of contract issues now that we bring that up. I mean, are the employee elves and you know, even the independent contractors for Santa? You know who you are, Mall Santa. Are they making promises to these children and parents of what gifts they'll be getting? I mean, what if they don't get those gifts? And did these employees and contractors openly agree that milk and cookies is adequate consideration to support a contract? Um, even if Santa didn't know about it. Remember, if you give someone apparent authority, and I think a Mall Santa appears to have some authority. Um, on behalf of Santa, um, even if it's an employee or a contractor, you have to be careful because if you don't fulfill that promise, you may be in breach of contract, even if you never intended to commit to the promise to begin with. Clearly, in uh, most and uh, many jurisdictions of the United States, there's some exposure on that one. Okay, switching gears over to, uh, this is a big one, uh, theft of property conspiracy, conversion, and coercion. This cookie and milk situation needs an immediate solution. Well, this is not a direct like employee claim, I think without the proper waiver again, or maybe a written contract, can we really agree that going into anyone's house in the dead of night and tasting and taking cookies and milk or possibly carrots for uh, your reindeer is a good idea? There's no night before Christmas book criminal defense here, at least none that I've heard of. Especially since it's not just one house he's going into and doing this. It's clearly a premeditated pattern with Mr. Claus. I mean, what if someone doesn't leave the cookies out? Does he just pop into the pantry or fridge? There's so many problems with this scenario. I'm advising uh, Santa if no waivers provided next to the cookies and milk please just go ahead and skip them. Now, following that, let's talk Christmas Eve, because right along those lines is the property damage related to this landing on the roof after roof. I mean, there's bound to be some rough landings, especially in the winter weather parts of the United States. I'd advise Santa to consider, again, requesting a waiver of physical property damage prior to landing on on any of these sort of private property or commercial property roofs. I mean. I'm even okay with DocuSign for this in, you know, if the jurisdiction allows for it because, you know, no sense in waking everybody up on Christmas Eve. Also, um, I'm not an insurance agent, but the insurance alone to cover all the rooftops he lands on in the U.S. would have to be crazy, much less around the world. Lastly, I think we need to discuss the potential of incessant playing of holiday music. For some people, This is such a major annoyance of the holidays. And some of Santa's workers may not like it. For you and me, the holiday songs have been starting earlier and earlier in the places we frequent and the stores we shop. I think I legit heard a holiday song this year um, in October before Halloween in some store like Target or Walmart or Walgreens. I can't be sure which one. But regardless, imagine the elves they're probably listening to this holiday music year-round. I mean, what legal right does someone have to stop this madness? Can an employee bring a claim against their employer who played Silent Night or Jingle Bell Rock one too many times? Don't worry, I do have some legal authority that may predict this. It's not exactly an employment lawsuit, and it's not really great authority, but it's something. Okay, guys, so just go with me. There's been a number of lawsuits in the past where holiday music has been played, and um, and, and in particular in in prisons, and the inmates have challenged whether this is a form of cruel and unusual punishment or challenging that it forces them to participate in religious events. In particular, a set of several lawsuits out of Phoenix, Arizona, against a well-known sheriff, Joe Arpaio. This is around 2009, and his particular prison policy was something like playing 12 hours of holiday music a day, uh, with which uh, he allegedly said was music that was all countries and in faith, um, included all different countries and, and different faiths. When he was challenged on this policy, though, <laughs> he didn't stop I mean, playing the music. Um, apparently and allegedly he released a defiant press release in red and green letters stating that the practice would continue. Um, from what I can tell in my research, all of these lawsuits uh, kept getting tossed <laughs> by the courts. But, um, but it, it does beg the question that is rocking around the Christmas tree on repeat, um, does, is that, you know, maybe or maybe not, does it really establish cruel and unusual uh, punishment under the eyes of the law? But still, that was just for the holiday season that that, um, that, that sheriff was doing that. I mean, I still stand that year-round, even if it's multicultural, holiday music may be a bit much for your workers to endure, Santa. Just saying. All right, so (laughs) me personally, all joking aside, I love this time of year. As far as the music, I'd probably prefer to skip right past the modern Who's Who and their latest take on holiday music tunes and listen to some oldies. Uh, Maybe Eartha Kitts' Santa Baby, The Ronettes. Bing Crosby, Dean Martin, Frank, Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad, and even Willie Nelson and Dolly. And I may let some modern stuff, you know, 90s or later, like Michael Buble, Mariah Carey, and even Adam Sandler sneak onto my playlist too. But full disclosure for this episode I'm not Santa's legal counsel. Although, if he hears this podcast and would like to consider hiring me, take a note, Santa. I don't accept candy canes or sugar plums as payment. Not even for you. So don't even try. Hope that doesn't get me on the naughty list this year. (laughs) Well, I'll leave you with that. And that's The Legal Skinny on Santa's Employee Troubles. Thanks for joining me on this episode of The Legal Skinny Podcast. I would love for you to go to www.legalskinny.com forward slash review to learn the super simple way to leave me a review to tell me which topics and guests you like. I value your thoughts and your review helps me support more company leaders just like you to grow as a leader themselves and to grow successful teams. I also drop the link in the show notes if that's easier for you. And while you're there, check out all the other resources I have for you as a company leader. And don't forget, our disclaimer to remember legal skinning is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not men to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So also remember, this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you.